0: never here. i'm bored again this is surviving the midsummer slump with mindy thomas host of the absolutely mindy show on kids place live this is sirius xm stars
1: and we are back it's mindy thomas here i'm usually the host of the absolutely mindy show on kids place live here on sirius xm and i'm here with kenny curtis Hello. Who is also on Kids Place Live. He I is am. the host of The Animal Farm. We let you out of the petting zoo, Kenny. <laughs> yeah,
0: just They let me out of my pen for about an hour, and then All we're back. All right.
1: So we're here today talking about how to survive the mid-summer slump. It is the time of the year where the excitement of summer may have waned a little bit. Summer vacations have come and gone, and school hasn't quite begun. We've got some time to fill. Right. We've got some time to fill. And as parents, we've got time to fill with kids. We've got time to fill with kids who uh, we've who are easily bored. Let's let's just face it. We've yeah. all heard I'm bored, and we don't want to hear it anymore. So we're going to be talking about some ways to uh, to combat that. But first, joining us on the phone is one of my. I, I feel like I've known her my whole life because. She was like a big part of my pop culture childhood, like one of those pop culture things that shapes you as a child. But now, uh, parents, you probably know her from this past season's Dancing with the Stars. She's also a star on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And you also may know her as Tootie from The Facts of Life. Back in the day, please welcome Kim Fields. Hi, Kim. Hey. Hi, guys. How, How are you? You. We're good. We're, We're so glad to have you on. So you are a mom, besides all of these other great things that you do. You are a mom. You have two Quin- two kids, Captain Sebastian and, <laughs> yes. and, and Quincy. I
2: sure do. And they and are absolute fans of Absolutely Mindy and Kenny Curtis and the Animal Farm. As you guys know, we've been fans of you all for years and years. We love you. We love you.
1: We're always so happy to hear from you. And so let's talk a little bit about, you are a super busy working mom, and yes. you're also a really involved mom with your kids. And I can tell just from, you send us emails, you're always listening with your kids. <laughs> it's apparent right. that you you love them, but you also really like them. And it sounds like you really like being with them. What are you doing this summer? How's your summer been?
2: Oh, my summer has been fantastic um, in a different kind of way than busy. You know, it's been nice to um, just kind of slow down a bit from the year that we've had with a lot of travel, a lot of filming um, between Dancing with the Stars and Real Housewives of Atlanta last year. So it's been great to just kind of establish some new norms and reestablish our existing norms. Um, but that said, you know it's it's um it's not without its challenges when you're um, a busy parent when you're working and you want to spend time with your children. We've got great kids because they jump right in and they get it. Um, and they see us making an effort to still make them a priority, you know, in spite of or in addition to our busy schedule. And I think parents, when we're really busy like that, we also need to make sure that our kids feel like they are just as much as a priority as the work that we're doing.
0: How great is it that you say that, that you actually, that you say your kids actually are aware that you are choosing them, um, uh, in some cases, over work or at least a- alongside your work, that, that this Absolutely. is a commitment for you? That's neat to see that. Yeah. It's interesting that your, your kids see that.
2: Yeah. And well, thank you for that, Kenny. But the thing for me was making sure they see it, but not in a way of I'm sacrificing for you. Yeah. You know? right, <laughs> I mean, right. yeah, Yes. You know, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, right. You want to do it in a way where they feel included, um, but they also understand, you know, that that work is a part of what we do so that we can continue to be a part of the blessings that we're having. Um, and so, you know, we, we may have what we call the sitter brigade um, because we have sitters in L.A. And, Mindy, you know, we did a trip to D.C. last year and I it sent you an email. Do you have a sitter out there? Um, so, you know, a lot of times it, it, it really is a village that, that's helping to not only raise the, the, the kids, but this celebrity. This busy mom, you know, this busy family. Um, But definitely the kids still feel that they are um, just as important um, in all of this. Absolutely. Mm
1: So what do you do, you know, you have a job, and a lot of parents have jobs, uh, mm-hmm. where you have to be kind of, people are are contacting you 24-7, I mean your job spans East Coast, West Coast, you've got to have your phone handy, you've got to be ready to take uh, calls or answer emails, do you set limits for yourself so that you can spend t- uh, uninterrupted time with your kids?
2: absolutely and i have to say i can't stand when you guys play on kids plays live that song about the mom being on the phone in the bathroom <laughs>
1: oh on the phone
2: on the toilet
1: oh yeah we're keeping it classy
2: oh my gosh that's it's awesome. it's kind of a parent it's
1: kind of a mom shaming song a little bit a little bit, this mama. Little bit yeah. i mean it, it resolves itself at the end but yeah it's a little a yeah, little bit of a exactly. shaming song
2: right exactly Um, But, you know, you I I have learned to try to set some limits, you know, when we do put down for bedtime, um, turning the phone off so that when we're doing story time and our prayers and our bedtime songs, they clearly know that time is for them. Um, But it honestly took. My oldest, Sebastian, one day saying, you know, I wish that we were doing some projects for, um, for school. And uh, he had to say if he had to make new laws, what would a new law be for him? And he said, I would make it illegal for parents to have phones next to their kids sometimes. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I would that, Lord. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make some adjustments. Um, but at the same time, they certainly love when it's handy for them to go and, you know, play their games and, and their apps and things like that. But I think it is very important to set some limits, you know, not at the dinner table, um, not first thing in the morning when you open your eyes, you, you know, hit your phones right away, that sort of thing. And even just those basic adjustments, because actually we we get desensitized. We don't even realize how much we are on it, you know, and and our devices. And, I mean, Quincy's barely three, and he's known for about a year and a half how to navigate on my iPhone so you know it's one of those things where it's a part of our culture and who we are as a society but like anything i mean back in the day remember they used to regulate tv for us you can only watch this amount of time and don't sit too close and you know so i think it's still carrying over some of the most basic rules and principles and guidelines and parenting just adapting it to what technology has for us
1: yeah, you know, and I think that that kind of brings up this this part of summer where we talk about being bored, and mm. I think it goes for parents just as much as it is for kids. Like we yeah. don't know what it's like to be bored anymore. If we have That's sometimes exactly we'll right. have a guest come and they have to wait for a few minutes, mm-hmm. and it, I don't sweat the fact that they have to wait because I'm like, oh, they'll they'll be fine. They'll they're on. They have their phone. Like we don't have to right. wait in line and be bored anymore. When's the um, last
0: time you waited for something? And this is something that I learned from from my kids, my daughter Malia, who is six, and she's just. Mm -hmm. she's not my biological daughter and you can tell because she has the most patient person in the world she is she will sit (laughs) patiently and wait for something and I remember watching and I said Mm -hmm. what are you doing she said I'm just waiting just waiting for Sean to be finished (laughs) and I was like I like visually, I can't remember what it looks like to see somebody just waiting for something. Kenny you know is what scrolling I mean? yeah. on his
1: phone right now yeah. as he's saying all of this.
0: Oh, hang on for a second. I got to tweet he's that out.
1: Himself right now. That was
0: really good. I got to tweet that out. Thank you.
1: But it's true. You know, it's it's you know, and that brings us to screen time with how we don't want to always resort. It's it's. I feel like my kids. If you gave them any choice of anything in the world, they could be having the best time. But if you say. You want to watch a show? They're going to pick the show over everything. And it is a, gr- and it is like the one thing that guarantees that you can do whatever you need to do uninterrupted. But it's really, yeah. I think yeah. it's hard to not resort to that when you're in a pinch to just be like, here's the screen. Cause, and the sad part is sometimes you let them do that because you just want to scroll on something on your phone call it is absolutely
2: it's like that song you know, on I, the
0: phone on the toilet it's, that's right. that's where exactly. i that's where hey, i go to get like on my that phone song. <laughs> we've yeah.
2: actually gotten back to um, restoring the idea of um, just storytelling um, or listening to nature you know um, and and things that are again that seem really basic and almost old-timey um, yep. back in the day, but, but, you know, just making sure that we don't forget those things. So, for example, at bedtime, a lot of times it isn't um, story time. And reading a book is very important, reading an actual book, not the e-books. And, again, mm-hmm. everything has its place uh, and a time for those things. But I was finding that the kids will enjoy when I just tell them stories. And I get really self-conscious, like, oh my gosh, I'm a writer, and yet I, I don't feel like I have a kid imagination, but it's really helped me to open up my own imagination when I'm telling them these stories. Um, when we're in the car, it's not just device time, you know, sometimes it's looking at the trees and, and, you know, again, Sebastian, we call him Captain Sebastian because he loves animals and nature and science. And so he'll point out different birds to us or because Quincy is, you know, like I said, he's almost three. So his, his vocabulary, um, we're able to help by pointing things out to him rather than it just being, you know, we get in the car and turn on entertainment. Um, so those are some of the ways that we've gotten a little bit better with not making everything about screen time.
1: Yeah, and I feel like in the car, you can have some of the best conversations with your kids. And I swear, I think it has something to do with the fact that you're not looking at them, asking them questions. Mm -hmm. You're looking ahead, and they're seeing the back of your head. And so you're able to, I feel like I get more out of my kids riding in the car or laying in Mm -hmm. bed with them at night with the lights off than I do sitting across the table from them even at dinner. Well, they're listening,
0: too. Yeah. yeah, They're not looking for visual cues.
2: Mm-hmm. And they also don't feel like they're being interrogated, but that said, we want to be careful and not making it all about um, those types of conversations only because then they then they start getting smart when realizing, okay, wait, this is going to be the time because they know I, I can't escape, so I'm going yeah. to fall asleep. And, and then they get kids that just pretend to fall asleep so they don't have to talk to
0: you. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry, Mom, I had my earbuds in. Were you talking? Were you right. saying something to me? Exactly. i yeah.
2: oh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. But one of the things, too, that we started doing, um, you know, it's so easy to try to find camp, day camp, a half-day camp, whatever. And sometimes that's just truly necessary logistically because of, you know, people still work and everybody's got their regular schedule, sure. even though it's summertime. But some of the things that we started doing was not, you know, loading up the the, the calendar with all sorts of camps, you know, maybe take a week or two during the summer and just be at home, you know. Playing in the sprinkler if you don't feel like doing the actual yeah. pool, um, Quincy. You know, you put him, put his swimmies on and his little trunks, and put him in the bathtub, and he thinks he's having a fantastic water adventure. It's a tiny and, water park. Yeah, bathroom. exactly. You know, um, and we started also for um, making sure that they don't forget everything that they've learned over the previous school year. Um, I started talking to Sebastian about. Um, he doesn't like the word journaling because it feels like a lot of heavy work. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just just take some notes about your memories of your summer. You know, um, and whether you want to jot them down on the computer first and then handwrite them out because handwriting is still a big deal in his school, um, and it helps to get them ready for the next grade and, and that sort of thing so you know and I, I said it can be an adventure, it can be fiction, nonfiction. it can be whatever you want you know um, if it's a chapter book and you, each chapter you're telling your story about your summer or some other kid's summer or a dinosaur summer or you know whatever that you want to engage their imagination but still finding creative ways yeah. to still keep some of the basic you know um, skills and skill sets that they gotta you know try to keep sharp over the summer as well.
1: Yeah, you know I I so two things a few minutes ago you mentioned uh, telling stories to your kids at mm-hmm. bedtime and how important storytelling is, but feeling like you are not a natural storyteller. I found yeah. that my kids, at least, love hearing funny stories from when I was a kid, or when my bro- my brother has all the best stories because he was, oh. like, you know, he was like the bad kid of the family. Oh. <laughs> and those story, like, you don't have to. Those are just true stories. You could even embellish them a little bit if you want, but those are the right. stories. They're always like, "Tell me a story when about when you were a little kid. Tell me a story about when you were a little kid." And just oh. you just tell them these ridiculous stories that you don't have to make up mm-hmm. of magical fairy lands. Um, you also talk about um uh, that. I ju- that's
2: a great idea thank
1: you yeah and then with writing you know uh, my kids are the same way when i as soon as i, I was like all right this summer we're all going to keep a journal and every day you're going to write something about your day and yeah. both of my kids groaned. they're like that feels like school <laughs> right, so right. i so i said all right well how about you write uh make up a, a fake commercial Write up a fake commercial about another use for toilet paper besides, you know, wiping your butt. And so Rhett turned it into this whole like graphic novel thing that he was making. He drew boxes and he did it in his own way, but he was still writing, he was still imagining yeah. and creating. And it was something that, like, you sometimes you just, I think, have to meet kids where they are in where terms are, of these sure. ideas.
0: Well, Kim, do you think that that uh, you talked a little earlier about babysitting? And there are lots of uh, moms and dads that in the summertime, they don't have school. You know, the kids aren't mm-hmm. in school. So you have to constantly juggle your schedule and you have to find somebody mm-hmm. that kind of minds the kids. And we've talked a lot about great things to do when you're with your kids. But yeah. there's always the challenge of finding great things to do with the kids or for the kids when they're not there. Camp is an obvious one. I'm wondering if, you know, in your experience, and and Mindy, you too, I mean, having family, extended family spend time with the kids, If that isn't a a more or just as valuable experience as say camp, I mean spending five days with grandma. I know Mindy, I know your mom comes up and hangs out with your kids all the time. mm -hmm, Full on art mm -hmm. camps with them, it's great. But your mom's a little over. Your mom's a little over the top. She was a preschool teacher. This is
1: what she does. But yeah, I think yeah, just and also spending time with different generations is really important. I just think it's important.
0: in, in my family, we, we we've been able to do that a, a little bit, and I think the great thing, even with my 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 wife, we're blessed that, that she's been able to be a stay at home mom. But one of the advantages to that is that I I think that actually what I'm trying to say is that I think some people think that's a cop out, like oh, grandma's coming over to babysit. It's a cop out. Right, I'm not right. sending my kids to camp, and and I kind of disagree with that because I feel like there's an extraordinarily valuable opportunity for your kids and and their and your family to bond together.
1: Oh yeah, Very they can cook them, together. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We have um some wonderful um photos and things um of uh when my in-laws uh, came to town um and uh and the kids got to be with you know Papa and Annabelle. And that time is invaluable. And certainly when I was doing Dancing with the Stars, my family was on the West Coast. Um, my mom, my sister, my aunt, uh, and so, and some of my other sisters. And so, being able to um, have the kids spend time with my parents and, and the cousins and the aunts and uncles on that side. Uh, when I was doing the show, was was just invaluable, you know, because number one it was a necessity, but number two, again, like you're saying, Kenny, that time that you get to spend with them, you know, is just it's it's fantastic. Um, with well, the, the time that the kids get to spend with them, and the stories that they get to hear, as well as creating those memories and learning from that generation as well, and it really does help the 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 heartbeat of the grandparents. They, they really enjoy it, and especially if you have good kids. If you got some bad behind kids, you got to deal with that first.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not kidding,
2: <gim>. right? <laughs> well, you don't unleash them on anybody, including people that's supposed to love them. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, you're absolutely right, Kenny. That's such a wonderful resource, and if you yeah, don't it, overuse it, you know, and abuse it. Um, then it, it certainly can be a joy for the kids and the grand
0: and i think even having i mean even as much as i joke about my teenage daughters watching you know the younger kids watch
1: the shining and my teen- watching your right. younger kids <laughs> yes, okay. watch the shining uh,
0: that mistake aside <laughs> it's a wonderful experience for both of them yeah. i mean all three of them really i, mean, yeah. I have a 19 year old son and it's the the bond that they create when they have that one on one time is great, mm-hmm. and for the teenagers to really feel for a moment what it's like to be a provider, to be a full-on yeah. Yeah, response. And it's not—I'm being paid seven bucks to watch, you know, Mrs. Smith's kid down the street. Mm-hmm. This is my sibling, and you—you you create a bond that way. I think it's—I yeah. think it's awesome. Well,
1: Absolutely. Kim, thank you so much for coming on today. We admire you as a mom, as a professional. Uh, and where are we going to see you next?
2: Well, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this conversation. You know, I'm very passionate, as you know, about mom parenting um, and, and being a mom. And so I just I really appreciate being included and thought of for this. Um, we are looking at what's next. We've got some scripted opportunities, um, which, you know, I really want to return to acting. Um, yeah. I've been doing a great deal of directing and then non um, non-acting projects. So uh, we've got two um, big projects that we are looking at, just the timing of it in terms of my acting, Uh, and then um, some non-entertainment ventures, some business ventures that we're uh, launching as well this year. So just, you know, always my mentor is expect the unexpected when it comes to, to me at this point.
1: Any, what are the
2: chances that you're going to return
1: to your roller skating roots? You know,
2: uh, the last time I did was uh, a little clip on Dancing with the Stars, and um, yeah. that might be, you know, for Mother's Day, though, Chris and Sebastian got me a pair of roller skates. Uh, so I, I need to unbox them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, you do. Yes, yes. Speaking when of summer. Cooler, I know, right? It's too hot right now, especially here in Atlanta. But uh, at some point I will, and you know I'll send you a picture so you can laugh your tail off with that one. Oh, yeah.
1: We would love that. <laughs> Kim Fields, thanks again for joining us. We are so glad. I'm so glad you're still a part of my life. Like, I, if you told me when I was, like, six, seven years old that someday I would grow up and I would be, like, having a, a conversation about being a parent with Tootie, <laughs> I would have been like, what? <laughs> like, no way. part of this. She would she would,
2: and that she would be such a big fan of yours.
1: Oh, I just love you. Thank you so much for uh, for, for all your support and being part of this. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to, you, talk to you soon. Say
2: hi to Sebastian Quincy to for us. You Bye, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, guys. <laughs> have a great rest of summer.
1: Alright, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I have some ideas for uh, for things that you can do to help survive this midsummer slump with your kids that don't involve Pinterest, because we are not... I've learned from Pinterest. Like, let's just not even go there. Let's not do that to ourselves. They don't involve Pinterest. They don't involve you uh, giving up large amounts of your time where you need to get stuff done, but you can still have a lot of fun with your kids. So we're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. And also, I I think we should do a little round of like uh, the worst idea of the summer awards. Like, we should do some worst idea of the summer nominations. Things that you thought felt like a good idea at the time. Or something that you did where you were like, I will never do that again. We want to hear those stories. So give us a call. Our phone number here is 1-888-94-STARS. That's 888-947-8277. It's Mindy and Kenny here from Kids Place Live guest hosting the Surviving the Midsummer Slump. We're here on SiriusXM STARS, and we'll be back in a second.